Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You're listening to Seven Seas, the Fisherman's Podcast, where each week we talk to a different fisherman about what it's like being a fisherman, how they get their boat, how they catch their fish, and most importantly, are they a fisherman's friends? Here we have uh, Fisherman Barnes. How are you? Hello. I love the names you come up with every week. They're so inventive. Ah, oh, man. I mean, they really are on the Fisherman's Podcast. So uh, you're a bit at an angle. You're on a boat at the moment. Yeah, I'm on, I'm on a boat. Yeah. Uh, and uh, how many years you been a fisherman? Twenty years, man and boy. Oh, mate. And uh, are you a fisherman's friend? I am a fisherman's friend because I am a fisherman, and I've got friends that are also fishermen. Oh, well. Hold on a minute. Do, do you remember in South Park when they stopped killing off Kenny because the joke yes. had seen its time? <laughs> I wish I had that kind of foresight. But we're going on <laughs> each week, and it ain't the fisherman's podcast. It is small screen naughties. We. Here we are. Here we are. How's your week been, Barnsley? Yeah, it's been good. Uh, yeah. Have you done any recordings before for radio? 
<laughs> like, how's your week? But yeah, it's been all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chat a like my tweet. Let's see, it's all on the up for you. All on the up. I had a really bad moment this week. What? Why? Why? Just uh, say it then. I don't know. I was waiting for some reaction or some banter. Oh, as they call it. oh did you have a really bad week this week? Well, I did have a bad week. I went into a vintage store and I bought a Houston, Texas, Texans uh, jacket. The one you saw and remarked, I looked like Marty McFly in. And yes. yet again, I was stopped for a conversation on how well they've been doing. And NFL's American football, I think. It is indeed. And I just really like the jacket. It looks so, it just looked cool. I thought, finally, a jacket that makes me look cool. And uh, yeah, it was just a really awkward 10 minutes where I couldn't get away. And the guy was just happy to see another fan here in England. I'm going to have to stop wearing that coat. I like it when you've got your uniform on and then you go to a different shop and someone says, do you work here? And they're like, well, no, because obviously my top says, something else it doesn't say the company that we're actually in does it so i don't I, work here of course i don't <laughs> i like the idea in their mind they've seen like a multiverse of shops like <laughs> someone from the asda's in a tesco oh mind blown they've basically got you like look like you're in a uniform you must work here can i can i have some help please where's the pickle I, uh, I tell you what What's a piccalilli? No one's ever asked where the piccalilli is. Yes, ever. they have. When? 1996. Uh, I know a man on TikTok that works in a shop uh, in Tesco's. I'm going to ask him if anyone's asked him where the piccalilli is. You've changed. That you don't know a man in the real world who works in a shop. You know a man in tic- on TikTok who works in a shop. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, that did sound really... I know uh... a man on the internet, and he won at bread and butter pudding as a child. Look at you in your ivory tower. Bad little man, Barnes. <laughs> A sad, sad little man. I got my bike fixed. I had to get that in. Oh, you got your bike fixed? Yes. How, I went, how was that? I went up there. Are the brakes working now? Yes. But I hate it when you take your item to somewhere and they say, yeah, we'll ring you back when it's ready on Saturday. And you get to three o'clock on Saturday and you ring them up and you say, hello, is it fixed? And they go, yeah, yeah, mate, yeah, it's finished. I'm like, Why didn't you ring me up then and tell me it's finished? There was a lot of concern on you not having any brakes on that bike. Well, there was trying to ride to Herm Bay. On the way, on the way up, very scary. On the way back, in the dark, it's not as everyone says it's really bad in the dark. It's not. It's really quiet, so it's a matter. Yeah, but I think it's not necessarily the peacefulness of the road. It's more of the dangers of not being able to see anything. It's not. It's not for you going. Actually, I'm all right. It's more the pedestrian on the road. That's the equivalent of going out for a joyride and saying, "Do you know what? It's better to go at night." There's no pedestrians at night. There's no, no one out when I come no, back from no a gig. No one at night. And also, with your timings on gigs, you not having brakes on that bike, there must have been more than a few near misses. One, where there was a car coming up the road and I had to get onto the pavement and there was a man on the pavement and I thought, oh, I'm going to be able to swerve on and swerve back off again without hitting him. And I didn't, because I'm a professional stick. That's me. A, I would have loved to have seen that. Also, to, to the music of some others do have them in the background whilst <laughs> it's happening. Oh man, it's been quite the week, hasn't it? You know, we started with like nothing, and now all this and the Fisherman's podcast. I'm seeing the Fisherman's Friends, the band, on in April. Why? (laughs) Because I like the film, and they seem like a lovely group of lads. I bet they sat in the office. Hey, we finally sold a ticket. Us, the Fisherman's Friends. None of them have ever been on a boat. Yes, they have. They're all on boats. That's where they come from. They come from Pukaisen. Oh, come on, mate. Don't Do you know where they come that. from? They come what? from where Doc Martin's filmed. And that's oh, what I'm going for. It all makes sense now, does it? <laughs> it all makes sense. I think you'll go for something you're never going to find. Who's going with you to the Fisherman Friends Bad Life? People. People are coming with me because Who's everyone loves them. with you to Fisherman's Friends? Don't avoid the question. Who's Every, going? Everyone's coming. Dave, everyone's little, coming. Little Titch. 
Everyone's coming. <laughs> Ditch is going to see the fisherman's friends live. He is, yeah. He's my best friend, little Ditch. Where are you going to see fisherman's friends? At the at the, the Leedcliff Hall. The Leedcliff Hall. So you're travelling as well. Wow, that I'm travelling to the friend. How much is one of them tickets? Thirty quid. Anyway, it's not important because reason, you... like, actually, jokes aside, I really like the fisherman friends. I, I think they're a great band, and folk music isn't represented enough. I wouldn't call them a band. What would you call them then? A folk group. A folk group, which is a a band. Yes. <laughs> Why would you call him a band? Right. Why are you going to say something where you wouldn't even call it a band? I wouldn't call it so, a band. When you're sort of having a friend around, then you have, you'd have you to have like a dinner party, couldn't you? I'm trying to get a link into the programme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the friend would have to say to you, how about you come dine with me? So, you've guessed it, Lister. We are reviewing uh, Come Dine With Me, not just any episode, the celebrity special, because we looked at Come Dine With Me and realised it's five episodes and it takes up a hell of a time to watch five old episodes of Come Dine With Me back to back. So, we just went in on this. But luckily, Lister, this is pure, solid, 23 carat gold. What did you think? I hate this. I ha- no, I don't hate this. I just hate what happened. We have to get to what happened. There's a rant brewing. On what happened. So I'm looking forward to this round. We went in so, with some amazing celebrities. Jenny Powell, right? Bruce Forsyth. Why do you expert. find the name Jenny Powell so funny? I just find it funny that Jenny Powell is in this, right? Bruce Forsyth's ex-wife. Pat Anthea. Sharp, who... Anthea, that's the one. Pat Sharp, who turns out to be quite the, quite the problem, <laughs> uh, I, I think. Uh, and uh, the greatest entertainer of all time. Possibly next to Chaplin, Michael Barrymore. He just made it. He just made it for me. He just made this entire episode because I love Barrymore. I think he is the greatest. I don't think anyone has come close to it since. Are you he sure is. he's not mentally ill? What, Michael? Yeah, of course he is. That's why he's so good. Like, no one's sane is good at this nonsense, are they? Have you, have you met those sane comedians, Chris? Yeah, they're really good. I love them. And I hope they always book me. There we go. See, he's, he's turned. He turns more than a clock, this boy. So, let's start at the beginning. Does the commentary man have to be so mean? I, I can't, the commentary man is, I have this feeling that he just does it in everyday life now. And thank God this show exists. He really goes hard on them, doesn't he? Yeah, but I feel like because he did it and everyone, it became popular, then a lot of commentaries for shows became like this. The thing is, this only works because of the style and the way he does it. In, in other voices, it would come across as really mean. <laughs> Well, last week, Dave Vitti was basically trying to do this. 
Yeah, but Dave Vitti's voice is a nice voice. Do you know what I mean? And everything Dave Vitti says oh, comes across. Oh, you're, oh, you're backtracking now. You, you said he I'm wasn't very back, funny last week. No, no, I, I, I said it was a joke that Comedy Day weren't funny. I think like Chris Wall's show was one of the one of the reasons I got into comedy. I used to record it when it was in the afternoon onto cassettes. So did I. Yeah, well, we, we could have swapped them cassettes. When he had John Corshaw ring up the Star Trek convention as Tom Baker and said, well, you can fuck off. But they bleeped <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> the stuff they used to get on way with. I think it was Fishy Fannies used to be an advert that they did on there. And it, they yeah. kept playing it for years and years. And then you heard them say, oh, we played that. We shouldn't have played that. We, we can't play that anymore. Everybody loves fish. But nothing tastes quite like Fanny's. Fish cakes, fish pie, even fish fingers. At Aunt Fanny's Fish Shop, we specialize in the lot. Here in Beaver Creek, Mississippi, we've been processing good old American fish products in Aunt Fanny's Fish Filleting Factory for over 40 years. So when you think fish, think Fanny's. Because you can't beat the great American taste of Fanny's Fish. I, uh, and also, this brings me to a story about Pat Sharp on a recent Chris Moore show, sending Chris Moore's a song called My Girl's Pussy. And uh, have we got a clip of it? Yeah, we probably have. There's one pet I like, to pet. And every evening we get set, I stroke it every chance I get. It's my girl's pussy, seldom plays and never purrs. And I love the thoughts it stirs, but I don't mind because it's hers. My girl's pussy, often it goes out at night, returns at break of dawn. No matter what the weather's like, it's always nice and warm. It's never dirty, always clean, in giving thrills, never mean. But it's the best I've ever seen, is my girl's pussy. Uh, so, so, yeah, that's an old jazz song called My Girl's Pussy, which is harmless because it's about a cat and it's made in 1930. And uh, he comes across quite predatorish in this, doesn't he? Yes, he does. And he doesn't drink until the middle, which I don't understand. They both turn up and they both say we don't... Uh, Pat and Michael say we both don't drink. And then he's drinking by episode two, I think. Yeah, but wouldn't you, at some of those come die with me parties, go in with like, I'll just have a Coke and a lemonade. And halfway through Jenny Powell's party, be like, do you know what? Now's the time. I'll have a triple... Stop having a go at Jenny Powell! I'm not having a go at Jenny Powell. I'm just pointing out what happened in a fun, upbeat, observational way. Oh, OK. No, 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 no. No, you can't have that Pat Sharp was being lecherous in this episode. I can indeed. Yeah, but in the first house, in Pat's house, Michael Barrymore licks fing- licks fingers. He licks cream off of Jenny Powell's finger. He licks and he cream. Tro- yeah, but yes. that's Michael Barrymore. Oh, well, that's fine then, is it? I know. It is, it's weird, though, isn't it? Because I didn't say he was lecherous. I said problematic. Uh, oh, OK. But, but yeah, it was a bit, oh, this is a bit odd. He's trying to lick her foot as well. He's like, oh, give me your foot. Yeah. And then they're all nice to each other, and then they slag everyone off in the cab on the way home. Is that the same cab? Is that are they driven up picking up Michael, and then they film him, and then they let him get out, and then they go back and they go and get Pat in the same cab? I, I bet it's the same cab. Do, do you think the show was that low budget? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Uh, well, they had Pat Sharp on it for a start. <laughs> oh, you having a pop at you having a pop at Pat? A pop I'm at having Pat. a pop at Pat. I think he's a very nice broadcaster. 
and what he said on the radio probably was taken out of context, even though probably it was being recorded and you, it was fully in context. And I'm just digging a hole. It's all right. It's all right. It's just a weird kind of thing. Like the thing is, even looking at stuff back 10, 15 years ago, we have come <laughs> so far the other way now. And if we've learned anything from this podcast, lad culture was at its peak, not in the 90s, in the early noughties. And everything I think we've watched on here not everything, but most shows we watched on here have been a lot more problematic than half the stuff we've seen in the nineties. You say this every week now, and I say it every week. It like it's a thing of going like we were meant to be better at this point. Oh, I suppose if it's so. given a name, would that? Oh no, it's naff, isn't it? Yeah. Or what's bisexual? What is it? Who cares, really? I don't. Yeah. Every hole's a girl. Thanks for that, Pat. Yeah. Pat, that is so 80s DJ. I can't believe you've just set you've had yourself down. And he did it mulletless. Pat's hair is mentioned. Pat's hair. Not got it anymore, is he? I know how Pat feels. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Michael Barrymore's meta woman is going to have a going in party, which did make me laugh. Uh, he's going to have a what, did you say? He's going to have a going in party. Instead of a coming out party, he's going to have a going back in party. It's a going in party. Oh, that's that's genius. Did you even write down what food they were eating? I, I wrote down a list of what they started with. Oh, what, what did they start with? And I've got a carrot. Well, I've got like the first one, I believe, was Pat. And he made chocolate-based strawberries, which, if anybody knows, is when you just tip chocolate on strawberries. And then people go, had- oh, how have you made these? It's like the equivalent of making a Rice Krispie cake. And he had Greek lamb. Oh, lamb's a tough old meat, though, isn't it? And especially in Pat's case. Uh, you need to nail it. 
you really need to nail a lamb. You can't just go in with lamb straight away. That is not the point. It's the fact that Michael Barrymore said, oh, it's Greek lamb, and he threw his plate on the floor. There, there, is yeah, yeah. The there isn't any lamb meat. See that? Yeah, that yeah. was a lamb. This is the Greek part. <gasps> no! That's the Greek bit. Okay, let's smash the plates. That's good. That's all right. But that's Greek, isn't it? <laughs> but... Oh my God. What? No, look, it's fine. I'm, I'm just glad you're having a smashing time. Not with jokes like that, they're not. Speechless. Do, it's tradition, because you're really good luck. You owe me a new dress. That is really This will all be up soon. It's not a problem. I nearly jumped out of my skin. Yeah, but right, once again, it's Michael Barrymore. Let him throw a plate on the floor. That man dominated Saturday Night TV and was good, and not in the Jim Davidson way. Yeah, but, and then he said afterwards, oh, if this fell out my hand. It didn't. We saw you throw it on the floor. Uh, it was an accident, and I don't think Anthony realised that it was an accident. Did that annoy you, that the idea of Michael Barrymore might throw a plate on the floor? No, no, what, what annoyed me was that everyone else didn't seem to be that pissed off about it. Pat Sharp was like, oh, it's fine, it's fine. It was just part of my crockery set. There's now got one missing, but no, it's fine. It's fine, Michael. You keep doing your comedy. Go on. <laughs> yeah, but you, you seem to forget as well. He could have replaced that plate or bought him he a new could, one. Yeah, he could have replaced Michael Barrymore with Freddie Starr. I don't, I don't think that's a good replacement. I think if <laughs> if you put Barrymore and then Freddie Starr turned up, I'd be very disappointed. Oh, uh, when when Pat does his meat right. So Jenny Powell was on the innuendo bang wagon as well. Pat Sharp, when he gets his meat right, he gets it right, and he really did. Oh yeah, pow pow pow! Get her cancelled. No, and and what was it? She she's he asked Michael Barrymore asked Anthea if Bruce Forsyth had a little willy. Ah, I enjoyed this. A lovely willy, weren't it? A lovely willy. Are you on good terms with Bruce? Then are you? We're very oh, friendly. Good. Oh, that's good. He is good. the father of two of my three girls, good. and he's a lovely bloke. And his wife is. A very, very lovely person. Mm. Will admit, the lovely Willie. She is honestly yeah. lovely. Mm. First time I met Willie on the mean with Bruce. <laughs> Bruce went, all right, Michael. I said, uh, yeah, fine, fine, Bruce. He said, have you, have you met my lovely Willie? <laughs> um, and I thought, well, no, not really. Uh, but, um, <laughs> is he? I'm open to offers. Is he? What? Yes. Is he? Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's what I call a Brucey bonus. Willie is lovely. I felt, thought it was a really odd booking of like the game show people to book Bruce Forsyth's wife. I reckon someone pulled out. Well, she was on the Generation game. Yeah, but mm, who do you expect, Rosemary Ford? I, I expected like a proper like titan of the game show, a Bob Monkhouse. Imagine if Monkhouse would have turned up. Like that would have been the ultimate. That would have been like ruined the universe. I would have met a Monkhouse. I found out that Rosemary Ford is married to Robert Llewellyn. Not Ro, no Robert and Bowen. No, um, Robert Lindsay. Robert Lindsay, yeah, Handsome from my Matt. family and Citizen Kane. Not from my family, from the from sitcom family. my family. Yeah, what a sitcom that was for a season. Oh man, I, I need to stop being so negative. Sorry. It was it was nice to see Bruce Forsyth's wife in this, and then remembering the Generation Game. Uh, that was my dream as a child to host the Generation Game, and still is. Didn't you host your own Come Dine with Me as well? I did uh, when I was an entertainment manager in a way to get the team to bond because everyone was falling out. I thought the best way to do it was to host a series of Come Dine With Me evenings. And how did it go? The first one, the meal was uh, turkey dinosaurs followed by a nice glass of Ribena. Was that your, was that your house? No, no, that was one of the entertainers. I've, I've got oh. the video. I will uh, I'll post it. I'll let, I'll let you have it so uh, people can watch it back and think, wow. 
that's that was that was clearly a bit of fun that people had. So did it help the bonding experience? No, in, in fact, if anything, there was a massive fallout during one of the evenings due to too much alcohol and two members of team left. Well, in day two, <laughs> Fat Sharp gets pissed and apparently he would just set, spent all night looking at uh, Jenny Powell's boobs. Oh, Pat. <laughs> Pat, 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 this... Pat, Pat. <laughs> what a tinker. All he's been doing for the whole evening is just stared at my boobs. Are we just sticking the knife into Pat? I don't mean to stick the knife into Pat Sharp, host of Funhouse and many, many more. But it was a bit, it did make me feel a bit icky. And I understand me saying the word icky has then made people feel icky. Why have you got so many puzzles behind you? I'm in a different room. Oh, I see. Like, like, for the listener, Chris has like a load of thousand piece puzzles behind him. I've thought of going this room because it's it's more away from everywhere else. But I've just realised it's probably a bad idea. I'll move back. It's all right. Sorry, I was completely lost in what was going on. I was magnetised by the puzzles. So, yeah, it was just a weird, like, man being drunk, looking at boobs. But then again, he was filmed and put on telly for it. And uh, the voiceover man making many a comment about this. First at the London house that northern-based Jenny's borrowed for the night is the master of foot-in-mouth, Pat. I know that knock anywhere. Hello. Oh, I know those knockers anyway. <laughs> Imagine living with him. Should we, should we move on to Michael's coat? Yes, let's move on to Michael's coat. It's a lovely coat, were not it? Yeah, I know. But she didn't even realise he'd nicked it. She, what happened was he nicked Anthea's coat from her house and then took it to the next house and gave it to Jenny. And Jenny's wandering around with the coat on. And then Anthea just seems to just go over there and go, oh, look, there's a label on it. I'll rip the label off. And then when the label's all off, goes, oh, it's my coat. I thought, well, obviously you had an inkling it was your coat. You wouldn't rip a label off another person's coat, would you? This should be my wife. Uh, I've it seen didn't. that somewhere before. It didn't. No, well, she can't wear it now, can she? Just oh, my goodness. Wow. wow, I hope you're not wearing that dress I anymore. I love that coat. You didn't oh. bring her that for her present tonight. Yeah. You only brought me flowers last night. And yeah, I no, did. I did. It was because it was one of Cheryl's. You're not, you're not getting up, though. <laughs> Michael, get off me. Michael! <laughs> oh, no, it's got Jenny on it. Oh, it's got love Michael. Oh, man. So you look, what have it's you got, got Jenny there. There. Jenny. Love Michael. Yeah. Don't, get, don't get jealous. It is, he's put Jenny like... <gasps> you, oh, you completely... Just come here a minute. <laughs> Jenny, I'm being serious at the moment. You're not having it. I don't want it. I just you want to... Sh- I just... Seriously, I don't just... Don't miss it. Oh. No. oh, she's saying what the make is. It's my bloody coat. <gasps> what? what? It's related to Are Wikipedia. You absolute... <laughs> you... She was wearing my coat that he had taken from my house when he was a guest in it the night before. I thought, oh, the minute she walks in, Auntie's going to say, that's my coat, and she didn't. She went, oh, that's beautiful. Of course it is, it's hers. I feel awful, I feel a bit cheated, really. Yeah, but she, and she's got a good memory because she's used to seeing a lot of things going past her. So I don't know how she didn't <laughs> remember it as her coat. But what a great prank. Wouldn't you love to pull something like that off? I might do it. I might do it this week. I might give someone a piece of clothing that isn't mine. What? I don't know. Who oh, no. no, you just hand back a bit of clothing. That... Well, I hand back your pen from a gig the other week. You did hand back my pen. Have you still got that pen? No, I gave it back to you. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm terrible with pens. Terrible. 
And it's always, I'll tell you this as well. Sorry, I'm taking a swerve. It's always when you've got a really good pen, like when you think this writes well, uh, because I have terrible handwriting due to dyspraxia. There's no need to sponsor me. I've dealt with it. But like when you get a nice writer, it always seems to go missing, mainly in gigs, because for some reason, no comedian in the world ever like is able to hold on to a pen. I've got a Sharpie that I always keep on me. Yeah, but could you re- write your notes? Re- could you write your notes in Sharpie? Yeah, but in my act, I used to hand, I used to give the audience member a pen and say, "Can you write this on the yeah. card?" And sometimes you wouldn't get the pen back. Yeah, but it's hard to write on the back of your hand in Sharpie. You can only write four bits down. Four bits? How? How's, how big's your hand? You can write more. Than, I've got little hands. You could write more than four no, bits got, on your that hand. That hand is fucking massive. It's not. It's a little hand. That's a big hand. I've got little hands. Yeah. I saw, saw some guy once use his fingers on the other side where he had like five jokes. So he started on the thumb. And I thought, that's clever. But then again, you've kind of got to like look at your hand at some point. Like, <laughs> you've just taken a hallucinogenic. And <laughs> are understanding it's there. Yeah, pen. If any pen manufacturer wants to sponsor us, uh, feel free. Oh, I'm not paying Penny Crown again. Well, you don't have to. Uh, Parker Pen. I do, because you mentioned pens. No, you don't have to play pen, Penny yeah. Crown every time I mention pens. Oh, there it is again. So Anthea's dinner isn't going very far. So Michael goes in there and tries to speed it up and turn the racks over. And she's like, someone's been in here, turn my racks over. Oh, <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. See, you can't help it, can you, with food. You, ca- you can't help. That's why Nigella Lawson was always being ridiculed for her innuendos. It wasn't that at all. She's trying to talk about food. I, I, I think Nigella Lawson helped herself with those innuendos quite a bit. So she then that with Jenny Powell has got a... Hasn't got her own house. She's renting a house. Yeah. And her first meal is pea soup. What's your opinion on the pea soup? It's all right. If someone, if you, if if we were to go to like a diet, a a, a dinner party, uh, I don't mm. know how this scenario would ever happen. And someone gave you pea soup, how would you feel about it? I'd be quite happy with it. It needs a lot of spice, a pea soup, doesn't it? Mm. Not a big fan of the flavour of peas. You know, this isn't this podcast, don't it? This is small screen nineties. This isn't your food one, yeah. It's not my food one, yeah. And it was going, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, is who's yeah. on the first episode? Uh, Jude Law. No, it's not Jude Law. No, it's, it's not Jude Law. It's Michael Barrymore. Oh, if it was, oh mate, I, I would... if it was Pat Sharp. You'd be like, oh, that's a good booking. <laughs> I can safely say uh, it's never going to be Pat Sharp. Oh, come on, the fun house. Yeah, yeah. Is anyway, I, I, I've. I've stood next to him whilst he's DJed before. So, yes. yeah, pea soup. We cut, he walks in and she says, oh, that's my knocker. And he goes, oh, lovely pair of knockers. I don't know how he heard that from the other side of the door. I don't know how that works. It's like they know. It's like they know. It's like yeah. the carry-on guys know. 
What you got? What you got on your notes? That's my knocker. Oh, oh, Mike. I think Michael wishes he was he was Bruce Forsyth because he mentioned him a lot and does the impression. I think he doesn't need to be Bruce Forsyth. Sorry, I thought you were about to say something. My connection is rather slow uh, on the internet and in life. But anyone who grew up watching Bruce Forsyth would want to be him. Would you? Would you want to be Bruce Forsyth? I wouldn't want to be Bruce Forsyth. You would. He had a stellar career that lasted sixty years or whatever it was. And he hosted the Generation Game, yeah. and it was at his prime before someone else took over. Uh, we could do that show because it was in the two thousands, wasn't it? Yeah. When Jim took over. Yeah, I'm up for this. There's only one way to be cancelled. I think we found it. <laughs> so, Jenny Powell gives him gifts. Yeah. He gives Michael Barrymore toothpaste because he's all white. Yeah, and then Michael sprays it everywhere. And then the best <laughs> bit was him going to... He'd got... Oh, no, um, Anthony had got a cuddly toy from the Generation game. And Michael started taunting Anthony with it. And and he said, I'll be Rod Hole and you be Parkinson. And she stormed off going, I will not be Parkinson. <laughs> I'll be Rod Hole and that is it. <laughs> I will uh, not be Parkinson. Interview me, you're Parkinson. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, I am no, you'll be Parkinson. not. Yes. I'm not. No, I'm he's all right. I swear to God, yes, I'm walking right. out. What? I really mean it this time. I am not Parkinson. It's been a very generation game heavy week for me because me and a friend of the show, Steve Bradshaw Balding, uh, are currently making a conveyor belt to make our own generation game. What? Yeah. Why? <laughs> Let me just say something big is coming soon. Is it a bill for the conveyor belt? Is that what it is? That was well, that no, we couldn't afford a conveyor belt, basically. We, we were trying to like revamp something. And uh, yeah, we're going to bring back great British game shows. Now, now the final night... With Michael on best behaviour, his guests are enjoying a more civilised night. Do you know what? Finally, I think we've grown up. No, I'm not having this. For a start, he's got a chef. Yeah. And then he starts well, he starts behaving properly and he wins everything and everyone goes, oh, he's being really nice tonight. Of course he's being nice because he's going to win, isn't he? Because he's Michael Barry, you don't get. No, he's been a shit the whole the whole four nights, and then he gets to the last one, and he's like, "Oh, hang on a minute, I'm going to be nice now." Oh, why is that for? Oh, it's a big surprise because he's going to win. It's for charity. You say this. It's for charity. No, no, this. No, it's for charity, and that man's a clever man. You don't get to that level of fame, which he was. I'm not having to go in. I'm having to go at them for not even working out what he's doing. Because then Anthea goes, oh, I can't believe I'm going to cry because I love you all so much. The manipulated git, he's done it. He's manipulated them and now he's going to win. Just not the Michael that... Yes, because I'm focusing on on the the food. You've just changed and grown up. Tonight, it was a different person I was sitting and having dinner with. I expected a lot more madness and mayhem and there was hardly really any of that. It was actually the evening that I wanted to have. Um, It was very grown up. We actually got to see the real Michael Barrymore. It's nice to realise you don't have to uh, be funny and get laughs all the time. Oh. But he's Michael Barrymore. Do you know what? Jobs, no, that's just not an excuse. It is. It is an excuse. Oh. I, I, I love how angry you got at that. You well, see him as a manipulating git. Well, if, oh, if, if they'd noticed what was going on, it wouldn't have been so bad. But because... They knew what was going on. They work in telly. And in the 80s and 90s, when everyone was manipulated. Oh, we're having a really nice time. Of course you are, because he's done it on purpose. 
Because he wanted them to have a nice time. Ah, oh, that's what they wanted. They wanted a nice party at Michael Barrymore's house, and that's what they got. The dog started humping Jenny Powell's arm. I enjoyed that. The little dog as well. It was it was almost <laughs> like a bracelet, the size of the dog. It's quite a small dog, isn't it? It's a little tiny dog. I, I, He's got I some power in him. He he had, he had got some power in him. Power for the power. I, uh, yeah, when I saw that, I thought, dog humping. And they kept that in. Yeah. That dog would be cancelled now. All right. Here's a question. Would you have Michael Barrymore at your house yeah. for a dinner party? Yeah. No, you wouldn't. No. I would. I'd have him around in a second. If Michael Barrymore knocked on the door now, I'd be like, Michael, come on in. Oh, well, I've got, you just get ready for a little surprise because I've been to his agent and he's going to knock on your door now. Here he comes. Hello! <laughs> no, no, that's not Michael Barrymore. No, it's Santa. No, Hello, Santa, Santa, you're early. Yeah, yes, I, I, I'm not, not even attempting that voice until December. There might not be any Santa this year. What? Why not? Not, not, from, not from me. I, I, I think the time's come to move away from him. I think yeah, no, but you're getting to the age where you don't Santa. have to dye your beard anymore. You can just go along with your grey beard on. Yeah, the wig are fit better now. Your face when you were doing the Dover Christmas lights and they said, oh, Santa was here earlier. And your face. And I was like, you were Santa, wouldn't you? Oh, did, was it? A... <laughs> I don't think I was, actually. Was I? Oh, cause she said it and you, your face was like, oh, and I was like, Adam is definitely Santa. Did you enjoy the Dover, Dover Christmas lights switch on? I did. I didn't even recognise the man from Banzai until the end. Oh, oh, yeah, of course it is. He's the Emperor of China. <laughs> It's quite the eclectic mix of celebrities, isn't it, on that stage? The mayor of Dover, the guy from Banzai, Mr. Maker, Samantha Womack, and a guy from an advert that isn't... I can't even remember what the advert was. No, he went, oh, do you remember me? Do, 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 do. I thought, no, I don't remember you. <laughs> I'm trying to remember you. Still great memories. So, what do you want to give Come Dine With Me? Oh, I want to give Come Dine With Me... Ah, uh, 1462. Do you know what? I haven't got a pen. I've become the comedian uh, stereotype. I haven't got a pen in this room. Absolute arsehole. 1462? Yeah. Well, I think, yes. I don't mind the show, but what happened? I'm not blaming Barry. I'm not blaming Barrymore. You are wasn't blaming Barrymore. It yeah. wasn't his fault. It wasn't. They were just being very stupid and not realising what was going on. I think as well, if you're inviting Michael Barrymore, I like, just watch any of his live shows. Like, there's one live show where he basically throws out the entirety of the front row one by one and just picks up an old man and throws him out <laughs> the fire exit. But you, I told you not to come and threw, threw him out. Uh, what do you think he's going to do in your house? He'll probably destroy it. So let's lock it in. I love my meat and boy, that's the best bit of meat I've ever had. Thank you very much for listening. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
You really need to nail it lab. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.